This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Last episode, we talked about how we were tired because we hadn't slept well, because Silas wasn't feeling well, and we were going to take him to the doctor. Well, we have an update for you, something we didn't expect when we went to the doctor. He had a high fever, and his stomach was really hurting, and it had been hurting him for, what, Jesse, like a week? About a week, yeah. And kind of getting progressively worse. And so the doctor, they checked him all out and asked a lot of questions, and they said, we're going to test him for strep. And I think probably both you and I, at least for me, I was like, I never heard of strep, strep? being in the stomach. He doesn't have a sore throat. Isn't strep like you have strep throat? Apparently not. Apparently you can have a stomach ache and that can be an indicator of strep. So yes, he did have strep and had to go on antibiotics for it. His fever is now gone. He's feeling somewhat better, but unfortunately his stomach is still not great. So we're taking him to the doctor again after today's recording because we were able to get him in and they're going to run some more tests and we're hoping we can figure out what's going on, find something out. And also bathroom update. Um, that sounded weird. That was a weird transition. <laughs> We're renovating our bathroom. So our bathroom renovation update, they are actually upstairs working right now. And so if you hear loud drilling or weird noises, it's just real life at our house right now. So welcome to the noise and the mess, but... Almost done. We're almost done. They painted, they finished the painting yesterday. They're putting in the sink. Yes, the sinks they're, they're going to be doing some the of the counters stuff. today yep. and the plumbing mm-hmm. and maybe the toilet. Yes, I think the plumber's coming by later today. 
So the only thing we have left then is shower, the little things, and then the shower mm-hmm. glass, which we're, we have to wait till the very end, I think, to get that done. Yeah, or it's coming in ne- next week. Okay. Anyway, so it's exciting. We are very, very happy with how it turned out. And um, I've been sharing pictures on Instagram stories. So if you want to see, um, you can follow me. I'm the money saving mom on Instagram stories. And now we're kind of, we've kind of gotten the bug. Wouldn't you say, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> now we are seeing all sorts and parts of our house that we're like, we should really redo that. Oh, we could do something cool there. Oh, we should put subway tile in there. So I see how You're going people, subway tile crazy. Well, we don't want to have our whole house be subway tile. Yeah, it would look like, I really like love the New York subway City tile. subway, you know? But. but I see how people get sucked into this. Mm-hmm. And in a year from now, I'm going to like be a card-carrying Home Depot member or something. <laughs> I've only been once, but still speaking of getting things done, I just have to share this. So yesterday I went through the kids clothes and that might not seem a big deal. You know, I know a lot of moms go through the kids clothes every season, but as our kids have gotten older, they're 14, 12, and 10 right now. I don't faithfully go through their clothes every single change of season. Nope. I should be better about that, but I don't. And I've been needing to mostly because our closets have felt really full and we're running out of hangers. And I really didn't want to buy more hangers because we have matching hangers in all our closets. It's like these nice velvet ones. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, we have got to get rid of some clothes. But for probably four months, I've been saying I need to go through their closets. Well, yesterday it was time. And y'all, it took me 15 minutes total, 15 minutes total to go through all three kids' closets. I just took each one into their closet. We went through every single thing that was in their closet, five minutes each. Within 15 minutes, this thing that I'd been putting off for four months was done. So I just say that to challenge you. Is there something in your life that you've been putting off that you just need a little motivation to go do it, well, here's your motivation. Go do it. And then send me an email or message me on Instagram and let me know what you did. Let's talk about what's saving our life. Jesse, I know you've got something for today. You know, we've been having some little nagging injuries in our house. Between Catherine, she pulled something in her leg and my knee is was bugging me again earlier this week, and my shoulder and Silas with tricep. baseball didn't he hurt, Silas it, hurt his got leg? And hit baseball. with baseball, yeah. And last year we bought this uh, really cool. It's called a freeze sleeve off of Amazon, and, and that's freeze freeze sleeve. sleeve. Yeah, uh-huh. first I it's, thought you were saying free sleeve. Yeah, it's 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 like a compression sleeve that you put in the freezer that is that gets cold and basically is like a cryotherapy session. You just put your arm in the sleeve and pull up to your elbow and you got 20 minutes of ice therapy. I did it while I was driving the other day and put it on my knee. Helped immensely. I feel like we've just been passing it around the family. We have. I have yet to use it, but considering that I just started the 21 days of squats. You may very well need it. <laughs> I'm doing 21 days of squats, you guys. Sarah Haley Fit, she's part of my mastermind coaching group, and she started this, and she talked about it in there, and I was like, I should do that. 
I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what you were thinking. I either. don't like squats. I would go so far as to say I despise squats. And yet I committed to this and I put it out on the internet. So now I have to do it. And I'm on day two and I'm getting progressively worse at being able to have mobility. Yeah. You'll find that you'll get better as the weeks go on. Let's hope. I guess there's only three, three weeks. weeks. <laughs> Let's hope I get better as the days go on. Because, yeah. But I did it. I'm very proud of myself. I'm, I made it through day two. But I might be needing to use this freeze sleeve based on how my quads are feeling. And so where did you find this thing from? A gym that I had gone to before had had it and was passing it around, letting people borrow it and use it. And I think it's it's popular in the CrossFit community. And so then after you use it, so you have 20 minutes where it just is like this kind of therapy mm-hmm. and then you just take it off and you put it straight back put in the in, freezer. Back, you put it in a Ziploc bag that comes with it, or you can use your own Ziploc bag just to make sure that it doesn't get anything else on it, like a water or anything that would freeze on the freeze sleeve. It's only so that the material that's inside the sleeve will, will get cold. Cause and, it's some special sort of. Yeah. It's okay. a gel of some sort. And, but yep, put it in the, the, that, put it in the freezer and you wait a couple hours till it gets all cold and frozen inside and you're good to go. And what if you need to wash it? I was just thinking of us passing it around. Do you, can you wash it or not? I'm sure that it being in the cold in the, in the freezer, like kills anything that's on it, but we'll I'm just, sure there's we'll just, washing directions. We'll tell ourselves that. I'm just thinking of you putting it on after you've worked out and you're all sweaty. No, that's, yeah. You never. That, you, I, no, actually, I don't put it on right after I work out. Okay. So okay, that I makes me, generally that makes me wait about 30 minutes, <laughs> an hour. After you've hour showered, I'm sure. Yeah. What is it about you, you guys? Can, you, you can believe that. What is it about guys and not being able to smell their own sweat? You and Silas, you will work really hard, do sports, work out, and you sweat. I mean, sweat is good and everything, but I'll be like, you reek. You're like, I don't smell anything. I'm like, did God make men's noses different than women's? It smells good. It's like perfume. (sighs) That is the problem. That's the problem right there. (laughs) Well, I have something that has been saving my life. It's actually something that I have loved and used for a very long time. And that is my Bose Sound Sport in-ear headphones. And I love these things. They have traveled with me all over the world. I love it because they're so portable, but they're also high quality. They're very nice. And they, they're not sound noise canceling Mm-mm. exactly, but I think they work so much better as noise canceling headphones than some, any other type of in-ear headphones I've used before. And I'm thinking of them because it was prime day this past week week and watch well, prime days, Amazon prime days. And we posted a deal on them, which they were $39 right now. They're still $39 on Amazon, which is they're usually something like $99 mm-hmm. and you can get them for Android or for Apple. They come mm-hmm. in some different colors and the things that do they come for the new iPhones with the new connection? Somebody told me that the, that they do, but I'm not, don't quote well, me on that. So the ones I have, I bought They were at least two years old, I think. Yeah, they were for the old iPhone, and then we just used the adapter that came with the new phones. Because the jack for it is different. Right. But somebody told me that the newer ones do. I don't know that for sure. It might say it. I didn't look at the description. Just make sure that you have the plastic earpiece on the headphone or on the earphone when you put it in your ear. Otherwise, it's not very comfortable. (sighs) 
the other day, Jesse and I were doing an interview. It was a Facebook Live interview, and we had to have headphones for it. And we were supposed to have a splitter and headphones. And when you done the sound check for it, you had the I splitter had and headphones. Mm-hmm. And then we had had so many people into our home during in between the two days when the sound check was and the interview was, and we could not find the splitter and your your set of headphones anywhere. And we didn't really figure out that we actually for sure needed the headphones until, until we, were we were live in the middle of the, on the Facebook thing, and then it stopped working. So we ended up improvising and using the Bose SoundSport headphones. We split that were yours. them. Yes. So you, you put one in your ear and I put one in my ear. But the problem was is that yours, the little earpiece rubber thing had come off. It was upstairs in my purse, but we're on Facebook Live and I couldn't just be like, excuse me, everyone, while I go upstairs and get the little earpiece out of my purse. And the problem was is the side that you were on, you had to have the one without the earpiece because right. uh-huh. they're left and right. So you poor thing, you look like you were like secret service <laughs> holding your holding my ears special the whole time. messages yeah. in your ear. We also have a book update, at least I do. I have, after all the reading you had done, mm-hmm. you inspired me. And so I've been making reading much more of a priority in my life, which I used to. And then I kind of fell out of the habit. And I know I made a lot of, probably they were excuses for why I didn't read as much. And I just decided recently, I want to prioritize reading. It's something that is so life-giving to me. It's soul-filling and I just need to make it happen. So how am I going to make it happen? And I realized there were a few pockets of time in my day where I could make it happen. And so I picked a few books and so that I've been reading a devotional book in the morning when I'm walking on the treadmill and I am challenging myself to read through one every week. So that means typically you're going to be reading 20 to 40 pages, which I read pretty quickly. So even if it's a pretty in-depth book, that's still, you know, I still can get through 20 or 40 pages and not a lot of time. And then listening to an audiobook throughout the day. And then at night, before I go to bed, I am taking a bath and reading some type of fiction book. So last week you were giving me a hard time that all my books are just these like Jesus. Did, did you, are you connecting with those books? Am I connecting with the fiction books? All, any of them, yeah. Any of them. I'm connecting with all of them. I am listening to Killing Reagan by Bill O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that... It is not narrated by him. Oh, really? Yes. So is it different? It's different. I well, one, I can't listen to it on <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. He talks so fast that I could listen. I could only listen to him on like one point twenty-five. This guy talks slower because at a more normal audiobook narration pace. Does and so, a, does I, he have an accent like Bill O'Reilly? No, he's That's, not. That makes it better. He's just a better narrator. Let's just. I mean. Nothing against Bill O'Reilly. He's just not an audiobook narrator. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not one to talk because I audio I, I audioed. You audiobooked your audiobook. I, I audiobooked. I narrated two of my audiobooks. And if you go read the Amazon reviews, people are like, she's too nasally. I don't like how she smacks her lips. She is not a good audiobook narrator. You have to use the voices if you're going to have negative. at least what what you think. That it neg- sounds if you like. have neg- if there's negative comments, you have to like say them in some sort of voice. It just you know that that is that's one of the pro tips that we gave last week, right? For how to handle negative comments. Negative comments. Re- read it in a certain voice. Um, anyway, so I I can't I can't be one to speak about people's narration, but 
I am enjoying it. I will say that it has a lot more language than the other Killing Lincoln and Killing Kennedy. Hmm. A lot more language. And definitely not one that you would want to listen to with little ears around. But I am learning so much. And right now, my viewpoint of what I thought, who I thought Reagan was, so far where I'm at in the book is not at all what I expected him to be. Hmm. So maybe he changes. He hasn't started running for president yet where I'm at in the book. So, okay. Is um, he governor of California right now? governor, yes, and really wanting to run. He has, I'm sorry, take that back. He ran, but he lost. He so lost this is back the, in 76. He lost the Republican nomination. Yeah, this is back in 76. So he was very, it says that he was very bitter about that and very upset and that he actually wouldn't campaign with Ford. Okay. Is that who it was? <laughs> You're giving me the statement. <laughs> I don't want to say history wrong. You're the historian here. It was Gerald O. I think Ford. I think Gerald Ford, yes. The fact he, that you remember the fact that his name is Gerald is pretty good. He wouldn't campaign with him after he even though he pretended like he was like on his side, mm-hmm. he actually wouldn't make any public appearances with him because he was so bitter about it. So Anyway, it's just they talk about the Watergate scandal. They talk about just the events leading up to his getting elected. And it's hmm. it's really fascinating to hear his days in Hollywood and all that. So I am enjoying it, but I would say it comes with some caveats because it's definitely – I haven't finished it yet, and there are F-bombs in it. And so – I wouldn't say it's like rife with bad language, but it's definitely in there. Like when they're quoting different things that people said. Oh yeah, and I mean that's how that's the language that gets used in that those spheres. So yeah. it's it's just the other books didn't have. That's interesting. They didn't have so much. So you know, it's probably because the other books were a little bit further back, and probably weren't necessarily interviewing people that were contemporaries of the subjects that he was writing about. That's true. Yes, because it seems like there's a lot. Uh, it seems like they have a lot of recorded phone calls hmm. um, that they're. It's verbatim that is being quoted in the book. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really fascinating. But at the same time, it's really interesting to see kind of to pull back the curtain and behind the scenes of these politicians mm-hmm. and who they actually were as a person, according to one book's interpretation. Right. Hmm. I have to listen to it. Last week, we talked about confidence, and we talked about it really from the perspective of how do you deal with negative comments, critical commenters, people who are disappointed in you, kind of more the reactive, like when someone is attacking you or criticizing you or saying they don't like something that you've done, how do you- How do you respond? Respond and not feel just completely- devastated or like you're a total failure Mm -hmm. or something like that? How do you not take it personally in a way that's unhealthy to you? I thought it would be good for us to take it further today and really talk about how do we be proactive when it comes to confidence? Mm -hmm. How do we develop that inner confidence that will allow us to go through life and not need the approval of others, not need others to like us, to be happy with us, to affirm us. In order to find our own self-worth in that approval or affirmation of other people. Yeah. And for me, this has really been a huge part 
of my story mm-hmm. because I feel like in the last 15 years, my personality has completely shifted. Hmm. And I had put a lot of words on myself of who I was that I lived under for the longest time. And a lot of it really came from a lot of lies that I believed about myself. I believed the lie that I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you so many situations that I would be in where I was constantly comparing myself to someone else and I never measured up. So I was never enough. I wasn't pretty enough mm-hmm. or I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't talented enough. I didn't know enough. I wasn't thin enough. I, you know, we could just go on and on and on and on, but that's, those were really the lies that I believed. And those lies became labels that I wore Mm -hmm. that I lived under and lived out of. Mm -hmm. And so if you believe that you're not enough and you tell that to yourself over and over and over again, pretty soon it becomes your truth. And it's almost, you lead with that in any situation. You go into a situation and you're like, I'm not enough. So therefore, that person believes I'm not enough. I can't do that because I'm not qualified enough. Even though you're just projecting that on other people, then when that might not necessarily be what they think at all. Absolutely. But when we believe our own lies and they become truth to us, that is what we lead with. Mm -hmm. We lead with lies. And that held me back in so many areas. And honestly, when, when people tell you what they really think, what they really believe, because you lead with those lies, that's how you, what you hear through and you don't believe them because you're constantly just telling yourself, no, that's not true. Cause you'll think, oh, they're just being nice or they don't really mean it. Or I think sometimes you can't even hear it. Mm -hmm. Like you can twist it around in your head to be like, that was not even a compliment. They Mm -hmm. were actually saying this, I'm sure. Right. And this is so destructive. It's destructive to your marriage. It's destructive in your mothering. It's destructive to your relationships. Mm -hmm. It's destructive to your work. It really destroys everything that you set your mind and your hand to because you are living under a lie and living out of that Mm -hmm. lie. And so for me, It really started when I began to acknowledge that I was living under those lies. I had to first believe that it was a lie. And I can remember some really pivotal moments in my life where I was confronted with this. And I really feel like God just kind of smacked me in the head with a two by four and was like, that is a lie. That is not who I say you are but that's what you believe about yourself, but that's not truth. And it took me the longest time to acknowledge and truly believe that it was a lie Mm -hmm. because it had become my truth so ingrained in who I was that I truly believed to the core of my being that I wasn't good enough, Mm. that I wasn't qualified, that I wasn't pretty, that I wasn't someone that anyone would ever choose, that I wasn't a good enough friend. I mean, over and over and over, I can tell you all these things. And so it really started with acknowledging that it was a lie. I couldn't even begin to think about truth until I first said, that's a lie. And it took me a good two years of when those thoughts would come into my head 
to say that's a lie, like to really, truly be able to point that out and say, that's a lie. And I would actually not verbally, but mentally, I would say that. Mm -hmm. And I would catch myself speaking those lies and I would just say, that's a lie. And then I started committing to, I'm going to replace those lies with truth. Even though I didn't believe the truth at the Mm -hmm. time, I didn't believe that I really had anything to offer. I didn't believe that I was beautiful, that I was loved, that I was forgiven, that I was, you know, something that was valuable. I I didn't believe those things about myself, but I searched the word of God and I saw what God said about me. And I started writing those things down that he says that you are loved, that you are forgiven, that you are beautiful, that you are redeemed, that you are chosen, that you are valuable, that you're worthy. And so every time those lies would come into my head, I committed to call it a lie and replace it with the truth. Mm -hmm. And that exercise, the more that I did it, the more that it started seeping down into my being and uprooting those lies and allowing me to start believing the truth. And you have to believe the truth before you can live out of the truth. And so this was this was a big process for me. And I think you've you've experienced some similar things in mm-hmm. your life. Well, honestly, you, when you were saying how this af- can affect your marriage, that's very true. Because I think so often, or especially early in our marriage, I would beat myself up. And when you make comments to me about, or we're having a discussion and saying I'm wrong or, or contradicting me in, in some way, shape or form, I would take it personally because I wasn't leading with the fact that you were saying it because you love me. Well, and I think you would take it, you would take it to this whole extra level. Right. You know, if I would say, no, I disagree with you because of that, you would take it as a personal attack right. on your character versus I'm saying, no, I don't really like that choice of let's say paint color or workout or so, you know, something right. that had, that was not. It would go deeper as, Oh, you're not a very good caretaker or a very good provider or you're not enough, not enough or you're failing, whatever the lie may be. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't then until I turned that on its head and say, no, I am good enough. I am loved. You do love me. It is. And whatever is being said is being said out of love, that that is the root passion behind what is being said. And that is always the root passion behind what's being said. Well, and I think that we don't realize how much we hurt relationships when we believe these lies, Mm -hmm. because we can't allow people in. Mm-hmm. We're we're holding everybody at arm's length because we're not believing that what they're saying to us and about us is actually true. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's been so hard when I say these things to affirm you, to love you, and to just, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And to see you not believe that, it's really hard because I just, it hurts me because I just, I just want you to believe me. Right. And it's been just, I think, so cool to see you start to believe that. Mm-hmm. But you had to believe it for yourself. Right. I couldn't. You couldn't it believe for it for you. me. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't change it 
or fix your mindset. I could keep speaking the truth to you, but until you believe the truth for yourself, whatever I said, yeah, it's like it's like hit, well, it's like hitting a brick wall because when you believe those lies, what you're doing is you're putting a wall up. Mm-hmm. You're putting a wall up around your heart, and that's why other people can't come in. Mm-hmm. And so, when you would speak the truth, it would just bounce off. Yeah, and so I think what I would encourage people is what lies are you believing to really start going throughout your day and paying attention to what words are you speaking to yourself? Are they truth or are they lies? And really ask yourself. And if, if you're not sure, think about, would you let someone say that to your kids? Would you let someone say to your kids, you're a failure, you're a loser, you're not good enough. You're not fit for anything. You just fail at everything. Like really start paying attention to that. Or if you don't have kids, think about, would you say that to a close friend? Would you say that to someone that you really, really loved? And if not, there's a really good chance that it's a lie and that you've believed that lie and you're letting yourself live under that lie. And you're never going to be able to walk in confidence when you're being held back by lies. Mm-hmm. You're constantly going to feel like you're not enough, that you don't measure up. You're going to be insecure and you're going to lead with those feelings. And so I just really want to challenge you. Your worth is not in what you do. It's in who you are. Stop believing the lies about yourself. Replace those lies with truth. And even if you don't believe that truth yet, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it because it's going to take time. When you have told yourself a lie over and over and over and over again, you're just not going to uproot it in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. If it's been 30 years of sowing the seeds of that lie, you've got some deep roots that you're going to have to uproot, but keep speaking the truth to yourself. And the more you speak the truth to yourself, the more the truth is going to seep in. And eventually the truth is going to set you free to really walk in confidence. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer on a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 